Welcome to the Real Sassy Fit Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Mara Rutger and Lisa Bowden. Inside this podcast, you can expect the ultimate girls' night in, where we'll help you align fitness and life so that you can finally be fucking happy. Now you get comfy and let's get real. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Real Sassy Fit Girls. Today we are talking about something that I think we all can struggle with a little bit from time to time, and that is handling criticism. Um, I'm sure most of you can think of a situation recently where you dealt with some criticism, and that's always a difficult situation to handle and manage, feel good about. Yes, I know for a fact that I don't handle criticism well, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) or at least I used to not handle criticism well. Um, And so I still struggle with it now. I get very triggered by certain things and certain situations. And I think that First of all, just knowing that like everybody struggles with it because anytime that, and and for me, when I think of these certain situations, mainly it's like between Jesse and I, where like he'll Mm -hmm. say something to offer feedback or, you know, constructive criticism. And then I, you know, immediately get defensive or I get upset about Mm -hmm. it or I'm triggered by it in some way. And then, you know, I get upset or don't respond the way that I like to. And then I feel like a jerk, you know, Mm -hmm. or the other way around when you maybe are attempting to offer some constructive criticism to someone else and it is not received well. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's going to be a really eye-opening conversation today to talk a little bit about why that happens and maybe be able to see it from both perspectives. Um, And then what we can do to kind of work on this a little bit too. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'd say like one of the best things to do when getting criticism is actually really listen to the person and what they're actually saying. You know, I think we handle criticism so poorly because we feel attacked, right? We feel like someone is like demoralizing us or telling us we're a shitty person when it really that's not the case. Usually it's coming from a place of like, I need more support in this area or you know, could you help me with this? It's not necessarily you're a shitty person, you need to change. So really, truly listen to what they're actually saying. Like, for example, let's say, oh, now I'm not gonna be able to come up with any. I have an example. I'll share share a real life one that I have. I think I've shared this before with with us on the podcast. But um, when so like notoriously, I am not the cleanest person in the world. Like, I mean, hygiene speaking, I'm a clean person, but like when it comes to like picking up stuff or picking up after myself, when Jesse and I first met, I was like the person with all the piles everywhere. I still have piles around the house sometimes, but like I grew up with my mom having piles of papers and stacks of stuff on the countertops, like not hoarder-ish, but like Mm -hmm. just lots of stuff piled up around right? And it was, I always called it my organized mess because it was messy, but it was organized. I knew where everything was. I could find whatever I needed. And then, um, you know, Jesse would swoop in and he would clean all the shit up because he'd get all so upset about seeing it all the time. And then I get pissed because he moved all my shit and I couldn't find what I was looking for. So, (laughs) um, so that for me was the perfect example of like, 
how, when I struggled with receiving criticism, because I would have these piles around the house or they, you know, I have like a pile of stuff sitting by the stairs. And Jesse's like, why can't you just take this upstairs? Like you walked past it three times. Why can't you just take it upstairs? And number one, um, I, I was listening to what he said, but I was immediately triggered by it because he was pointing out something that actually I didn't like about myself. So mm. I knew that, yeah, I didn't, I don't like that. I leave piles of, or I, I mean, again, I'm better about it now, but I, at the time I didn't like that. I left piles of stuff around. I didn't like that. I, you know, why can't I just be organized and, and, and neat and clean? Like, like Jesse can, or like other people. And so I was like very hard on myself about it already. And so then receiving criticism about that from someone that I cared about was like just salt in the wound. And Mm -hmm. so, but at at the same time, he was not delivering that criticism in the most effective way either. Right, right, (laughs) exactly. He would get get to his wits end about it and then finally blow up. And like, that's kind of how, I don't want to say that's how Jesse is all of the time with everything, but he will like keep stuff in and he won't necessarily say something right away. And we've had many conversations about it because I'm very feelings oriented. He's not as much. And I've been, you know, like you can't just keep that in because finally it's going to blow up, right? It's going to just explode. We've all had those moments where we just hold stuff in and then it just comes out at, at the wrong time. And so he would just hold that in. He'd be so irritated for like a whole week before that, that I'd left this pile there. And then all of a sudden, randomly one day he'd freak out about it and be like, why can't you just clean this up? Why can't you just pick it up? You've walked past it X number of times. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of it was coming from both directions and he didn't approach the conversation in the best way. And then I also didn't receive it in the best way either. Right. So it was like both people were just not in the best place for that conversation. So probably a solution didn't come about for a while, right? It probably continuously created tension for a little while. Right. Right. Cause then secretly I, and maybe it was a little subconsciously, but I would then leave stuff around intentionally because I knew that it bothered him. Sorry, Jesse, if you're listening to this. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. And I'm trying to think back now. I don't know how we actually finally came to like a resolution with it. I think finally we, we probably just sat down and had an actual conversation about it instead of an argument, um, Mm -hmm. where like we were just, we used, we used to do this. We don't anymore. We really should. Um, we used to do like kind of these like date nights where we would just sit down and like just kind of talk about things, like talk about a relationship, talk about our sex life, talk about, you know, finances, talk about like all sorts of things, whatever, whatever we wanted to talk about that week or that, that time and just have a, like say, create a safe space to talk about whatever we wanted to discuss with no judgment. Um, cause we wanted to start, you know, trying to work on like improving our relationship and improving our communication and things like that. And so I want to say that it was probably just one of those conversations that we had where we kind of talked a little bit about it. And he was just like, I know it's not a big deal to you. Cause I was always like, I don't see why it's such a big deal. If I leave a pile of stuff, right. they're like, it's not hurting you. It's not your stuff. It's not like it's filling up the house and it's not like it's, you know, ruining the carpet and, and whatever. Um, I said, who cares if I leave it there for a couple of days, I will get to it. And for him, it was very much. And when he finally expressed this to me, I understood better. And for him, it was just like, 
he's like, it's something that you could do right now. You walk past it. Just, you know, you can just pick it up. And I was like, yeah, but I could also come back and pick it up later, you know? And so (laughs) we obviously didn't see eye to eye on it. However, Mm -hmm. after the conversation, I kind of had a come to Jesus moment with myself. And I was like, you know what? Obviously you make sacrifices for the people that you live with, the person you live with, the person you care about, right? So I was like, all right, if that's going to make him happy for me just to pick up my shit right away, fine, I'll just pick my shit up right away, you know? And so it was, um, I had to get more clarity on what he was wanting, what, where, where was his intention coming from, you know? And once I understood better that, you know, it really just is a pet peeve of his and he just, it just, why, why do it later when you can do it now kind of a thing? Um, and so then I started to be a little bit more attentive of that and Mm -hmm. kind of the same thing. I would do something And again, it's a habit that you have to work on breaking. So for a long time after that, I still had stuff laying around all of the time. I still would leave, you know, the dishes half done and then go start something else. Like I'm, that's just very much my personality, how I just go from one thing to the next to the next. And Mm -hmm. now that he knows that better about me, um, he can give me nice, friendly reminders or Mm -hmm. I remind myself too. Like I catch myself and stop like, Oh no, like, wait, just finish that task first and then move on to the next thing. So you have to be very like intentional about my actions and about wanting to change that specific habit on my end. But it always caused so much challenge and so much like strife in our relationship because number one, the way he was approaching me with it. And number two, because I was feeling really triggered because it was something that I was already Mm -hmm. kind of like criticizing myself for, Yeah, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. I mean, I can think of some conversations, some situations like we've talked about here. Money, finances was a big mm-hmm. trigger for me before. That was a big deal in our relationship and stuff. And looking back, the reason why, and sometimes I still do get triggered when we bring it up because I've gotten so much better and like I'm doing a lot better and mm-hmm. I've almost got stuff paid off and like I'm doing so much better. But it's like what you said kind of just like lit a light bulb in my head. Like I hated him talking about it with me because it was something I was so upset with myself about that it made it that much. It was like, like you said, pouring salt in the wound. I was already upset. I was already like, didn't like that aspect of myself and what I did. And then he talks about it and I'm like, fuck you. I don't want to talk about it. Like, but they were so probably talking about it. And these are obviously extreme situations and very different, you know, finances versus yeah. picking up shit off the floor. And like, I can relate to the financial thing too. Cause you know, we talked about this in, in the episode where we dove into, you know, our finance, our financial history and talked about our money mindset. And I did not have a great money mindset. I definitely had lots of debt when I met Jesse and just didn't, wasn't responsible about my spending and was triggered by that too, in the very same way. Mm-hmm. And it caused a lot of arguments and a lot of disagreements because, I, again, I didn't understand where he was coming from, you know, and same, I'm sure with JJ, like they're, they're bringing up these concerns or coming to us with these, with these requests because they care about us or because it's something that they care about. Um, Mm -hmm. but that just goes to show that a lot of times, yes, we misinterpret what they are trying to say because sometimes they don't always present it in the best way possible. 
guys are very mm-hmm. much, and I don't want to put all guys in a box because I think that some guys are, are, are definitely not like this, but it seems the women that we talk to and work with most of the time, their partners are very much, um, they just get to the point. They don't beat around the bush. They say what it, they say it, how it is. And there's no fluff involved. Um, and I've even told Jesse this, I'm like, can you at least give a little fluff when you talk to me about certain things? Can you at least like consider my feelings a little bit enough that he doesn't consider my feelings, but like he's yeah. very much just says what's on his mind and gets right to the point. And then a lot of times I perceive that or receive that as being like, oh, he's upset. He's mad. Um, something's mm-hmm. triggered in me and I get defensive, um, cause I feel like I'm being attacked when really that's not even the case. So it's like. Right. It's just interesting to now look at those situations that we've been in where we were feeling attacked and we were Mm -hmm. feeling like we, or we did get defensive um, and realizing that they were just coming from a good place. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I feel like looking back at the situation, if I would have asked like, why do you feel this way? Or why Mm -hmm. do you like talk to me about it in this way or whatever? And he would have, cause I've talked about this before when we talked about the whole money mindset. Mm -hmm. JJ had, when he was deployed, we had a really intense conversation about finances and my debt and stuff. And he had explained that the only reason why he gets so frustrated and upset about it is because he wants me to be able to enjoy what I work so hard for. He's like, you work so freaking hard and you don't even get to enjoy the money you make and He's like, you deserve to do that. And when he said that, my whole, I'm not going to say like, I kind of looked at him as like, I don't say a villain, but like anytime finances brought up were brought mm-hmm. up, like I was just like, he's just mean. He's awful. Like he is just not someone I want to talk finances with because he's just mean and he wants to make you feel bad. But then right. once he said that, like my whole perspective of it changed and actually my opinion, this sounds terrible. I didn't think poorly of him, but my opinion of him changed because I was like, wow, he's saying this because he really does want me to be successful and enjoy it. And he feels like I deserve it. And that's a much different like viewpoint than what I thought before of like, he just wanted to embarrass me and make me feel stupid and treat me like a child, which is what I, where I was before we had that conversation. So really, I think figuring out what the intention behind Mm -hmm. what they're trying to tell you is. So for Jesse, you picking up stuff may not have been a big deal for you, but for him, it was a pet peeve. So it was something that got on his nerves a lot and probably frustrated him. And, Mm -hmm. you know, once you kind of understood it more, it was easier to do and not get defensive and upset about it. Exactly. Exactly. It was like a small sacrifice. And and you could say, well, you shouldn't have to change. And it's like, well, no, I don't have to change. But I also respect, you know, what – and in that situation, it was such a small thing. You know, like, yeah, I obviously was – But it did cause it big problems. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not that small of a thing, you know? Big problems. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, and I know now – that one of his biggest things is like he loves to have a clean kitchen. It's just his thing. Like the rest of the house, I and mean, he doesn't like a messy house in general, but like the rest of the house could be messy and disorderly and whatever. But if the kitchen's clean, he is a happy camper. And so Probably the chef in him. Yeah, it really is. Yes. <laughs> um, and I used to never like be one to clean up. 
again, I learned this from my mom. Love you, mom. Mm-hmm. Bless you. But <laughs> happy Mother's would, Day. <laughs> happy Mother's Yeah, this is fucking Mother's Day. And I'm talking about it. No, I'm just saying that this is like, so to, to just kind yeah. of like paint this picture. So, I, and this is a whole other conversation, but these are learned behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we learn certain certain behaviors and, and tendencies from growing up from our parents. And so anytime Ooh. my mom would clean and she probably learned this from, from her parents too, but anytime my mom would clean or cook in the kitchen, she would never clean anything until after the meal was over or mm. it would sit in the sink and then she'd clean it the next day. And that's just how she was. And that worked for her. Yeah. That was fine. Mm-hmm. She still does it to this day. She still doesn't always clean up everything right away after she's done cooking or while she's cooking. And Jesse being in the culinary world, it's very much um, part of the process that you clean as you cook, because then mm-hmm. you don't have any work left when you're done. Maybe you clean right. up a couple of things, but then you're done. And so like, when he kind of explained that to me and plus Jesse is the, Jesse's the cook in our house. And so like letting him kind of, you know, run the kitchen and have the rules of the kitchen I felt was appropriate. Um, but anytime I cook something now, now I clean as I go and then I clean up when I'm done and I'm telling you, it makes it a hell of a lot easier when you're done to not have a bajillion dishes to do. And then there are times where I still wait to do all the dishes until I'm done. And I still do them, you know, and for anyone that leaves their dishes for a day or two, we're not judging. Um, I tell my no. clients all the time, like if the dishes don't get done, no one's going to die. It's not the end of the world. Like if the laundry doesn't get folded, no one's going to die. It's not the end of the world. Um, so I don't want anyone to feel like, oh my God, now I have to go and do all my dishes. Because no, that's not the point. No. The point is, is that I just know that that's something that Jesse really values and he really appreciates. So when I do mm-hmm. do those things, those very small things of cleaning up the piles or not making them in the first place, or cleaning up the kitchen as I'm going, or just making the kitchen clean every day, like, he's a much more pleasant person to be around. It causes less of those bigger fights and arguments, because on a smaller scale, we are doing things for each other. And you know, there's things that he does for me too, in that same sense, um, that I Mm -hmm. also appreciate. But I definitely, I don't know where I was going with that. But um, I think the point was just that, understanding where they're coming from and then looking at how you can make certain changes to like just make the situation better you know it's all about compromise and when I used to sit there and like I would immediately react I would immediately respond and get defensive because I felt like I had to protect myself right right and when now, when Jesse says something or someone says something that might trigger me, and I feel that initial like defensiveness in my chest and in my body, I stop myself really quickly, and I just like take a couple breaths, and I just think about it. Like, okay, why am I feeling defensive right now? Why am I feeling triggered right now? And even if I don't have a specific answer, it at least gets my brain to not like word vomit. You know, like that immediate like argument back or, oh, well, you don't do this either. Or why don't you do that? Like, (sighs) and it really helps to almost like deescalate the situation before it even is escalated. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, look at when you go to talk to somebody about something, think about how you want them to react. If they become defensive right away and they become combative does the issue ever really get discussed or worked on or like changed? Usually not. 
So if you can stop yourself and pause and really just process what they said, maybe ask them some questions about it versus blowing up and saying, well, you do this because that's a very, very, I don't want to say bad way of responding because we've all responded that way at some point. It's not productive. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing, no issues are ever going to get resolved from saying, you know, well, you do this because it's not, it's not a, um, like a dick contest. You're not saying who's worse. Like that's not the whole point of the conversation. They came to you for a specific reason to talk to you or tell you about something that they want some support or change in. And like I said, sometimes it might be bigger than what they even come to you with. So let's say some, your spouse comes to you and says something like, maybe they don't come to you in the best way, but maybe they're like, can you do the laundry earlier in the day instead of at 10 o'clock at night? And you come back with, well, that's the only fucking time I have to do it. When in actuality, what your husband is saying, I'd rather you be spending time with me in our room at 10 o'clock at night and having quality time versus you doing the laundry. That could be like the real reasoning behind it. But for you, you're taking it as like an attack, which it wasn't necessarily. So it's hard not to get defensive, but take some time, do some processing. And if you feel like you can't respond in a non-defensive attack mode way, maybe don't say anything for a minute. Just Mm -hmm. sit there with it and just process it in your mind. Yeah. Or just say like, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go for it. I was just going to say like, sometimes you don't have to have a response either. Like you can sometimes just say, okay, I hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I need some time to think about that or, okay. I, I, I hear, I, I hear this, what you're saying, or, or I, you know, mm-hmm. I understand that you feel that way or whatever it is in some way, shape or form. And then that gives you time to process it, to think about it a little bit. And then you to come back, like you said, it. yeah. Oh gosh. Even journaling on it. Absolutely. And then being able to come back more mentally ready to have that conversation of like, okay, so when you said this to me this way, it really triggered me. I got really defensive and you know, how, you know, not why did you say that, but like you asked JJ, why do you feel that way? You know, or what's making you feel that way? Or kind of asking those more curious questions, because when you ask more questions out of curiosity, that's just going to show that you care about how they feel and what they think. And then you can start to understand each other a little bit better. And that creates more trust and connection between not just, and this isn't just for your partner, but this is for anyone that you're talking to. Um, It creates more trust and connection within the relationship and Mm -hmm. allows us to then like, it lets them see that we care about what they're thinking, but then also lets us express that. Yeah, that really triggered me. That made me feel defensive. So you can work together to find a way, how would you rather have that communicated to you too? You know, some of those things like for me with Jesse and the whole, um, you know, pick up your shit type of thing. Like I would prefer that he say, Hey, you know what? I noticed that your stuff has been there for a little while. Like, do you mind picking it up next time you run upstairs quick? Sure. I would have responded way better to that than why can't you pick your stuff up? You know what I mean? And it's the same exact thing getting the same exact point across. So I think about how you want to be spoken to and how you would like criticism delivered to you and sharing that with the person 
or your partner, whoever's the one that's giving the criticism. And then also taking that step back before you respond defensively and kind of get your thoughts together on how you want to respond. And then the third piece is just showing up from that place of curiosity and really wanting to be curious about where they're coming from and what is their intention. So exactly. Yeah. I feel like so. uh, that's a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. I feel like we kind of gave some really good examples and shared some quick tips. Um, so yeah, if you guys liked this episode, let us know. Um, if there's other episode topics that you want us to talk about more, please message us on Instagram and let us know. Uh, we're always sitting here before we record, like, what should we talk about today? And uh, we would love your suggestions. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> one about felt really appropriate want. just because in our building confidence or confident communication group, mm. this is one of the things that we've recently discussed. And um, it's something I feel like we don't explore very often. Mm-hmm you know, of what's going on with us, what's going on with them and how to handle it well. So we just wanted to give you a couple tips on that just because it felt very relevant at this point. <laughs> I agree. And so everyone's stuck at home, man, I feel like the, the tempers are on edge. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But thanks but- you guys for listening. Happy, well, belated now Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And we hope you guys have a wonderful week. See you later. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We're so grateful you're here. If you're picking up what we're putting down, please share this episode with a friend or five. (laughs) The best way to show your support is to subscribe. This way you won't miss a single new episode. It would also mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star review on iTunes and followed our Instagram page at the Real Sassy Fit Girls Podcast. We also love to hear from you, so feel free to slide into our DMs and leave us comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. And thanks for listening once again, and keep it real. (laughs) Bye, guys.